Longhorn Notebook. <laughs> I see a grin on your face now. All right, sweep. So the last six outs in conference is in the conference the Sunday game is always tough. Wait a minute, I got to back up. Congratulations on winning. Congratulations on your second consecutive walk-off. Congratulations on 14 in a row. And so, congratulations. Man, that's a lot of congratulations. I appreciate that. Uh, it's about our team. They just finding ways to win games. Well, again, we weren't that good in the bullpen, but we did enough. And uh, let's just keep competing. We were competing. It was a great team win. Huge for Garrett to get a 2-0 right there and drive the baseball. Let's start with the pitching because we're going to end with the offense side of it. Let's start with the pitching today with Hurley going out. In your assessment of your pitchers on the mound today. Well, Zeke, he was effectively wild and just, you know, kind of pitching off the plate and getting some outs and a little behind and then attacking. And But his stuff just does so much. And so he, I don't think he gave up a hit until the fourth, uh, but just commanding the baseball. But I just like the way our guys just continue to, to fight. I mean, out of the pen, it was a little bit of a struggle, but we had to piece it together, and Boogie was outstanding in the, at the end. Let's go to the offense because obviously the homers today, the long ball for you guys were huge. You could have drawn a little circle around Peyton Powell's three balls that he hit today, and and he, as you know better than anybody, is seeing the baseball about as good as any. Yeah, that was impressive. I thought our, our work this morning was outstanding. Our batting practice was staying in the middle of the field, working on the inner third of the baseball, and, you know, Peyton sees it well. Put some really good swings on it, and you're right. He hit two out, and another one, their kid, Hester, makes a great play. So, you know, I like the, where he is. I like where our offense is. Uh, just competing and, and grinding out at bats was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you got two freshmen that come up with Homer today as well. Yeah, Ryland's been good in that 9 0. That's why we stuck with him today. He's seeing the ball well. Jake's really good adjustments in his approach this morning, and uh, it paid off for us. Garrett Gilmout, he's got to feel pretty good. And obviously, he was standing here to hit this, to hit a walk-off home run on a, a series sweep. But for the first time in an orange and white uniform, it's got to be a special moment for him. Yeah, we're so fortunate to have him and Charlie from USC and come in and be a part of our culture, part of this team. And, you know, the kid's a grinder. He really is. And he works his tail off behind the plate. And for him to have that success, I'm just really proud of him. You know, sometimes you got to say it only takes one swing. And... He hit into two ground ball double plays today, but big time at the end. That's really a nice job of him sticking with his at-bats. You said something yesterday when we were walking off the field after we turned off the microphone about, man, I just love the way these guys are competing. They are embracing the idea of competing, and because of it, they're finding ways to win. Today's another example of it. Yeah, I mean, we have JT on his own, lays down a, a, a pull drag, and then steals a bag and scores. Uh, we've got defense playing really well, communicating well, making the routine plays. Uh, and then offensively, you know, you can see our patience. We're not chasing a lot. We're, we're making adjustments to different types of pitchers, guys that want us to chase the breaking ball down, did a nice job of getting it elevated and driving some baseballs. And just a tremendous weekend, great fan base this weekend. Um, just so excited for our team to end this homestand on a 14-game winning streak. And I, I would say that's a pretty good homestand, wouldn't you? I would I would concur. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I can tell you, I'm going to add that one up and tell you a big yes on that. And, Coach, congratulations on a sweep. You're 3-0 in the conference. 
you got to say something about it. Now, Tuesday we're playing who? I don't know. I think they're, the, what are they called? The Aggies or something? Yeah, it's <laughs> always a big game. You know, it, you'd almost rather play them in between non-conference, but you start conference and, you know, both teams are in the same position. But we go over there to be crazy Tuesday night. It'll be fun. And always when Texas and A&M get together, it's always special. Congratulations. Catch your breath. Get ready for Tuesday and go get them. Thanks, Ty. I appreciate you. Yeah, uh, there was the conversation after the game and, uh, uh, uh you know, big, uh, big moment, uh, big game, big series uh, over the weekend. Because let's be honest, in that 14-game homestand, the first 11 games, when you talk about the teams that they were playing, it was like, okay, these are teams that, quite frankly, Texas should, should beat, that were going to be down in the RPI playing Manhattan and New Orleans. And midweek teams like Incarnate Word, you know, doing that thing, Sam Houston. So, uh, uh, Mercer, all of that was part of that 14 game homestand. And David Pierce didn't pull any punches saying those were games that we should win. And, and, and it's weird to say we should be 11 and 0 after the first 11 games of a 14 home game homestand, but they were then comes in a team that had just taken two out of three from a really good Oklahoma state ball club that was sitting on top of the big 12 conference standings and the Longhorns, uh, wind up winning all three games. So they're in first place today in the conference standings. I'll tell you what else it does, too. You talk about getting an RPI boost, uh, which is still a major tool of the baseball NCAA tournament selection committee. Texas, going into the homestand, had an RPI in the 200s. And right now they're at 22. That's what we're doing. And the, and the wins over Texas Tech really, obviously, Gave it a gave it a you might say a turbocharged boost with those three wins. Now they go on the road starting tomorrow night with Texas A and M. It'll be an angry group of Aggies. Of course, they get fired up to play Texas. It doesn't matter what the records are and all that kind of stuff. But they come off being swept on the road by a really good Tennessee ball club. So that's going to be quite the challenge going over the Bluebell Park tomorrow night. Then it's up to Stillwater. Uh, the argument can be made that the two most difficult series for Texas in Big 12 play are the first two. Tech at home, Oklahoma State on the road. They still have to go to Fort Worth later in the year and play at TCU. Uh, you know, so there there's still challenges to come on down the road. Somebody asked on the Specs text line, I wonder who might start Tuesday night against the Aggies. I think it's going to be a bullpen game. It has been in the past. I think it probably will be again. Uh, it could be uh, LeBaron Johnson starting for two, three innings, depending on he pitched on Saturday but didn't pitch yesterday. Did a little bit out of the pen on Saturday, so it's it's possible. Our man in Belton asked, when uh, when did Barfield start doing Texas baseball games? Uh, been hearing him for a while, but always heard him on the Waco station since I live in Belton. He's fun to listen to and get so excited. He's been helping us, I think, four years now and uh, just has been uh, really good, uh, a good plug-in uh, a compliment to to our broadcast when when I can't be there due to the overlap with uh, men's and women's basketball and Roger uh, who did Saturday Friday and Saturday's game and Roger wants it available Sunday and and uh, Tom has helped us out a lot during this on uh, the run by the men's and women's basketball teams and we appreciate that he's gonna I think he's scheduled to do another game with us uh, later on uh, this season so uh, thanks to him for helping us out all right up next. Uh, we'll we'll get to inconceivable. Uh, let me let, let me uh, get 
to a couple other texts because I promised you I would do that. Somebody said, I could see that call talking about the Brock Cunningham foul go either way. Yeah, or say, if you can see that call go either way, Craig, then I'll temper my rage a little. <laughs> a great season for the team. Yeah, I, I could see it going either way. I, I get it. It's difficult uh, from a Texas perspective, but I could see that. Absolutely. I just I, I, I took issue with the person who said it was a dirty play. It wasn't a dirty play. It was a foul, for sure. Uh, the, the way it was called, if you're going to if if you know you're going to make the call against Brock Cunningham, you call a foul, but not a dirty play. Somebody says, is there audio available? You getting run over by the Miami player? If so, I think you need to add some bleeps to it for the unnecessary censorship of Craig Way. Uh, we'll try to find if 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 we can, maybe I can get it to uh, to uh, Rod and Harge and. Uh, and and Patrick and let them uh, work their magic on it because Rod likes to do that unnecessary censorship of my calls that make it sound like I'm cursing full-blown blue language when, in fact, that's not the case at all. But a well-placed bleep out here and there can make – it's amazing what your mind can do with it. And I've always got a big kick out of it. I thought it was pretty funny as well. Somebody else, Brock was blocking out exactly as taught, especially against a bigger player. If Amir was going straight up and not – up over in the back, the rest of the play likely doesn't unfold the way that it did. And that's why I say there's there's folks who are going to look at it differently. Somebody else said it seems like a 50-50 call, certainly not dirty. And and someone else saying refs just called it tighter in the second chance. Uh, second half, Texas had a chance to end it. The scoring drought was brutal. Hell of a season, though, with or without uh, all of the drama this season. So, Anyway, so there's there's uh, some other ones. Um, someone else, I can see the call going either way, but my problem is the call being overturned. And again, I don't know that it was completely overturned. What, the official's arm came up one, and then the other one came from the other side, and I don't know if you could see that as well. It wasn't, hey, this was definitely the call. No, 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 I had it this way. Okay, we're going to overturn it. I don't think it's that. They came together pretty quickly to discuss – which official had one call and which official had the other call. And they decided to go with Brent Hampton's call on that. So there you go. 